Like that, I don't know how they could stop you from selling your game system or that, sue you for bringing down the price. Yeah, Nintendo's not that evil. That was, it looks like that yeah. was uh, not the real story. So anymore. that may not be true. Uh, maybe we got duped on that. Which story. is good. It makes me feel better. Like I said, my my childhood was partially built by Nintendo. So to realize that there's yeah. evil people behind there was going to be bad. But now, no, they're good people. It Nintendo, do, doesn't so it to me. some degree? It happened with me, even with Atari. Like, uh, hey, we'll be gone for eight hours. Just play your Nintendo, and we'll be back when we're back. You yeah. Know? You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's your babysitter. There's got to be something in the fridge, uh, so it becomes your babysitter, I think, to a degree. Uh, what course, was that? What was on Atari, by the way? Was there several uh, different games? Or Pong was the original. Uh, I think you could play Space Invaders. Oh, nice! It. Yeah, uh, I played lots of Space. I got really good at Space Invaders. Was that your best game you ever were good at? Could Probably. You play, could you play Tetris? I'm really good at Tetris. Uh, I have played Tetris, but yeah. I didn't play but a lot of it. Not on Atari. But I could get going with the you know just the the fire the rapid oh, yeah, fire yeah. thing on Space Invaders, <laughs> and I got you know I, I got to you know the dexterity. There's a certain dexterity that's yeah. involved. Oh, it takes some skill. Yeah, in, in the gaming. Uh, were you? What was your best game? Like I said, Tetris is probably the best uh, game. Competitive Tetris. Okay. Um, where when once you like drop, you know, you get the bars, uh, it like throws a whole bunch more uh, at your opponent, which is very fun. Donkey Kong? Any good at Donkey Kong? Uh, not great at Donkey Kong or Crash Bandicoot or any of those games. Mm. No, not really. And, Mi- and even like Super Mario, there's a lot of people that are better than yeah. me. Yeah. I got my. I think I got my name up as high as number three on Miss Pac-Man. Did you really? I was on pretty good. Those, yeah. I was. I was better at Miss Pac-Man than I was at Pac-Man. I think Miss Pac-Man might have taken over Pac-Man uh, in some states for popularity. Or maybe just the the gaming places I visited. What's the uh, what's the golf game? Is um, <sighs> oh, people that uh, love golf at the pubs. Yeah, yeah. What is that called? It's not Top Golf. Uh, uh but yeah, Top Golf is the actual golf where you can go hit. The, yeah, yeah. That's um, what I was thinking. That's the only name that can come to mind. Anyway, I had a I hit a hole in one. I only played that game a few times. But you had to I roll had it. The one, one. Yeah, where you yeah, to, yeah, you were roll it. I don't like that. You don't like that game? I didn't Golden tee. Golden tee. Golden tee. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't ever good at it. It wasn't anything yeah. like. There was nothing about it that was related to really golf. Uh, but you know, just rolling. And, and yeah. you had to, you had to know wind speeds and pick where the club, direction yeah. was coming up, and pick a club. I never got good at it. I got a hole in one. I haven't played it too much. And then they uh, asked me if I wanted to put it on YouTube. Uh, and I was like, uh, <laughs> no, uh, not really. I mean, all I did, like you said, all I did was just roll a ball. I, right, I right. didn't feel that accomplished. But uh, other people were very impressed and said that they've never got that. I've seen, they played for years. And I said, well, okay. I've well. seen people that are really good at Golden Tee, and I, I just never had the formula to roll it. And I could never get the swing speed right. Some guys could hit it a mile uh, just rolling it. Yeah. Uh, Frogger, somebody says on the text line, one of their favorites. Uh, I think of Seinfeld, the Seinfeld episode where George buys the Frogger game and then he has to get it across the street and he's in, ends up playing Frogger with yeah. Frogger. That, that was a fun one. I enjoyed that. Uh, somebody else, Brad from uh, Baldwin Shop, says he was pretty good at Atari. So he remembers. He, he knows my era. Asteroids was another one. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Space Invaders and Asteroids. Maybe I'm thinking of Asteroids and not Space Invaders. <laughs> yeah, uh, Space Invaders are shooting like UFOs and aliens. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but I, I played both, and I don't remember right. if I had... If I had the asteroid, I know I had asteroids and space invaders. I think I also had space invaders. You just shot anything you saw in space. That's right. Uh, you were dead. <laughs> You're dead to me. Um, talking about the mood of Husker Nation, and we were asking Steve Sipple about that, and it's hard to say. And he mentioned volleyball has helped, but quite honestly, 
Bach, we can't talk about volleyball every day on the show, even as good as they are. <laughs> and we'll talk about it today because, and we have, because they're just coming off a national championship performance on Saturday night. And we'll mention recruiting classes and, you know, if somebody arrives from the transfer portal. And we'll talk about women's basketball being undefeated. But we could certainly, just being honest, we can't carry shows with that all right. the time. Um, and that's why it's really tough when Nebraska football and basketball are so bad. And I do believe at least football, and this is a very, very small thing, because they were 3-9, and nine, you are what your record says you are, they weren't good. But at least they were somewhat interesting. Right now, Nebraska basketball is not very interesting. And it's they're both tough to watch. But Nebraska basketball right now is is painfully tough to watch. Yeah, and it's just I, I think part of it is just the expectation that you built up, and and I I'm probably you know part of, you know, if you listen to me part of the reason why you would get excited because I do it every year because I love Nebraska basketball. Uh, I do too. And so when they get it, uh, you know the. Pac-12 uh, sixth man of the year and in their first five-star recruit and, you know, another top 100 guy, I, I can't help but think, you know, maybe this is the year. This seems to be turning a corner, and it just hasn't, and it, it's very disappointing. And I know – and people have been, you know, have always told yeah. me I, – I was – I always can convince myself that whatever team you put out there for Nebraska basketball, well, okay, 500. That's not that big of, a, yeah. of an attempt or, or that big of a, a mountain to climb. Just get to 500 in conference play, and you'll be in the conversation for the NCAA tournament. And it just it, – it so very rarely happens. And it's just frustrating because at this point in the season, it's, it's so hard to see that happening. And you're not even into January. Usually you can at least – get through halfway through yeah. conference season thinking, well, maybe if they can pull this one out or that one out. But, th I mean, this looks like the worst team in the Big Ten. And I haven't watched any other teams in the Big Ten, but I just don't – you know, I have watched a few of them. But yeah. I'm saying I haven't, like, scouted everybody. Yeah. But it's just hard to imagine them with too many conference wins if they're playing the way that they are. Kansas State was one of the worst teams in the Big yeah. 12 last year. They lost 13 straight games yeah. in the Big 12 last year. They might be the worst team this year. The other, only other team that was worse was Iowa State. They're a top 10 yeah. team now, uh, which incredible things happened in there. I mean, that's a great turnaround. But why can't, it, it, <laughs> sometimes you just get to the point of why can't something like that happen at Nebraska? It almost seems like there's a curse here, whether it's football over the last 20 years yeah. or basketball for the majority of its history it's like there's cool things that just pop up and happen at university like Iowa State just turning around like that uh, why can't something like that just happen just to make us feel a I don't know. better for a year I thought that last night was going to be different especially the way they started first 10 minutes of the game they were five of ten from three and then clank 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 to the point where they started within the first nine minutes five of ten from three and they ended oh of 18. After that, I mean, they literally couldn't hit the broadside of a barn last night. Um, and I think Casey is a good shooter, uh, but he starts to force things as yeah. well. You mentioned it during the postgame show with Strick. Is it time to take off the green light for everyone? Nobody gets the green light. And in, unless you can prove it. Unless it's an open shot. They're missing open shots, too, but uh, at least work it into the offense. Right. It's not the first available shot that's always a good shot. Nebraska thinks it is, uh, but it's not. And just because you can make a shot from 30 feet away doesn't make it a good shot. And the step-back threes that we see. Um, and it's, it is it is this way in basketball. Sometimes you'll play with a guy that you know is a bit of a ball hog, and if he hits the first one, 
he's celebrating uh, and you're going, that's good. Yeah. Because he's going to keep shooting it. And that's kind of uh, what Casey did last uh, night. Um, that's kind of what McGowns does. I mean, both of them hit shots early. Uh, um, Hoiberg said it, you know, I, or Happer at least uh, said that Hoiberg um, was saying that that was, you know, the first 12 minutes, whatever it was, whatever that stretch was, first five minutes, whatever it was, um, was some of the best uh, basketball they played all year. But I, I would get to a point to uh, where, it, you know, sometimes you want those guys to catch fire. Uh, but if you're defending them, if they make it a few, it's probably good for you because now they're going to start forcing them up thinking that they do have the green light and that they're going to hit everything. The only guy I would give the green light to uh, is the guy we criticize the most, and that's Alonzo, uh, especially if he's driving. He's the only reason Nebraska even hung around. Uh, and he made a nice steal early in the second half. He he does that. He's He's that guy... It reminds me of a guy, Jeff Barnard, if you're listening. He played in our golf league this year. He used to hide behind the hoop in 21, and then, and sometimes in real games. He would score a basket or hide behind like a curtain in the, in the gymnasium. <laughs> it was also the auditorium. And then he would come out from behind the curtain and steal the basketball. Alonzo's like that a little bit. He hides, and then he, he just has good instincts for stealing the ball. Yeah. And he did it twice last night, which led to layups. But that's what makes me feel even worse, right? <laughs> yes. Kansas State's not good. The, you you can't give up uh, two long, you know, full-court inbound passes to be directly four points that you're losing uh, there. And and they ju- I, I just didn't feel like Kansas State was all that overwhelming. They had some size. They were physical with good. Nebraska, but they're not good. Um, they, were make, they, they shot terribly as well. And that, I mean, that's just one you have to get if you're Nebraska and you're going through this losing streak and you need any sort of momentum. Kennesaw State is not going to do it. I mean, if yeah. you if you get that win, it stops the streak. But that's the last game of the season. That's not a Big Ten game. You're going to have so much trouble going through this conference. You just needed something in the non-con schedule to make you feel like, okay, maybe we're not ready for the big guys yet, but we can at least take care of some of these other programs. Um in order to have that hope in the Big Ten, if you're fighting for the bottom, but this, this, I, I, it's just really hard to imagine. The whole goal of this program is finally to get yourself out of that bottom four of the Big Ten. I feel like there's just very little hope that that's no, going to happen at this point. It's not going to happen at this point. I mean, things can change, and that's why we talk about each individual game because things do change, either good or bad. Last night was certainly not good, uh, but it's been that way for a while. Nebraska's now lost five straight. Uh, and they were blown out at home versus Michigan. They were blown out on the road to follow that against Auburn. Uh, it was a very winnable game last night, uh, and they did take the lead. I went in a 9-0 run to start the second half, 67-58. to They fall. Kansas State did not, as you mentioned, play well. They shot 39% uh, from the field last night and only 23% from three, and you still lose it. Um I don't know. I don't know how you change uh, the course of this season. And Fred, to his credit, I guess, has remained positive. He's really tried to stay positive with this team. That's kind of his mo. Uh, but at some point, maybe you just need to let it loose. I, I guess he did that earlier uh, during this losing streak when he said we weren't competitive, we didn't compete, uh, bordering on the cusp of you know we quit. Yeah. Um, we quit competing, I think is the quote from Fred. Uh, and I just hope there isn't a point during this streak that they just quit altogether. Because uh, that can happen. That can happen with teams. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen it in the first two years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've seen it already in the Hoiberg era in the first two years. Um, and this team is dangerously close to that right now. So. Well, and it's just overall, like, like Sipple is saying, kind of a time to reflect and kind of just think about 
what what has gone wrong. And part of it to me is I don't know if it's the system or what it is, but if you would have told me, I mean, the things just kind of start adding up. Like if you would have told me when Hoiberg was hired, you're going to have a guy in your first year be one of the nation's leaders in assists, Cam Mack. He's not going to finish yeah. the season. The next year, you're going to have a, a player get a triple-double. Or I guess that was Cam Mack, too. Yeah. yeah. And then the next year, your best player is not going to make it till the end of the year. But he's going to set the record yeah. for points and a half at Nebraska, Teddy Allen. And then you're going to have an NBA player. You need NBA players. He's going to be on the bench by the time his season and his career is, is done here at Nebraska. And then, you know, and then now into this year where you're ha- going to have the Pac-12 defensive player or, or sixth man of the year and your first five-star on campus, and you just hope that at least keep the team together is what I'm almost hoping because the first two um, years you weren't able to do that with your most talented pieces. Um, and so, I mean, th- it's all been – frustrating that you have to rebuild and start from scratch every year this was the one year where you at least had some guys coming back and you had some energy you got to find a way to make it work um and and that's what i'm looking for and i and i understand yeah. it's not easy that's what that's what you're paying hoiberg for though i we ask everybody well what do you do outside of getting these guys um you know i know you built your roster around shooters what what's plan b and you can say with the roster construction there's not really a plan yeah. b well that's where i need coaching that's where I need you to find a way to coach your way to scrap out some wins. I don't care if it's limiting the shot clock. I mean, I would at least like to see something tried. Yeah. I mean, you gotta try something at this point, and it's I, I I know it's not to what you're recruiting to this free flowing system that's gonna get to you like yeah. kind of like the NBA, but it's but stop what you're recruiting to because yeah. you're on alert now. You really are because these losses can't. You can't have three straight Man. seasons of single-digit wins and think, Man. "Well, it's all about the future and what we're doing." As, as far as bringing in guys, you can bring in guys, but they're not finishing the season with you. Or if they are, they're finishing with single-digit wins. Right to your point, you know, Cam Mack, he has a triple-double. At times, he looked like the answer at point guard. Doesn't finish the season. Uh, Teddy Allen, same thing, uh, on the cusp of a school record. Uh, there were times he looked unstoppable. We knew the the offense was clunky. Uh, but still, uh, it was impressive what he was doing in some of those games. Uh, and you, and the guy you mentioned that makes the NBA, it's benched uh, in Delano Benton. Um, you know, it turned out well for him, and I'm glad he got drafted and is now playing uh, periodically yeah. in the NBA. Uh, but it it feels like, and you mentioned it on the postgame with Strick, they're trying to get guys to the NBA, and that's good. Uh, I don't think it's, it's a, a terrible thing to sell. But when it affects how you play, because you're trying to show off for NBA scouts, uh, I think it gets dangerous uh, because it doesn't feel like there's always a recipe for winning. It's just a recipe for getting to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the, they're two different things. Uh, yeah, show off your skill. Uh, you know, the scouts will you know definitely find you if you show off your skill. But if you're doing it just to get to the league rather than the goal of winning, it feels like they're, it's getting murky on what the goals are sometimes for what uh, Nebraska basketball wants to accomplish. Well, then you think if you're going to have a free-flowing offense, at least just be rock-solid defensively, yeah. like be a brick. And they were decent last night. Again, Kansas State was held to 39% shooting. Yeah. That, 12 that, steals, that was pretty That good. was a game you should have won. Yeah. That was a game you should have won. I didn't have a big problem with the defensive effort, unlike Michigan or Auburn. I thought the defensive effort well, was relevant. <laughs> and those games, they were outmatched, too. Yeah. It was nice to see Nebraska play a team that they could compete with, yeah. at least. Yeah. Kansas State's just not, as you mentioned, they weren't great last year. They are 7-3 and, three and yeah. could have beaten Marquette. 
They did beat Wichita State. They beat Wichita State. I mean, they're not a horrible team. They're far from overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> they're just not. Uh, on the brighter side, uh, Nebraska women are good. Uh, they won last uh, yesterday afternoon, 89-68 to over Drake. Um, they're one of seven undefeated teams in college hoops just outside of the top 25. They had five players uh, that finished in double figures last night. Uh, Ashley Scroggins led the way with 16. They had Alexis Markowski with her second straight double-double. She had uh, 15 points and 10 rebounds in just 17 minutes. Sam Hyvey, who's struggled at times this year, 15 points. Uh, so now they finish up their non-conference schedule, and they'll go to 12-0 and after they beat Wyoming. I'm pretty confident in saying that on Wednesday. So that's – I mean, that's a team that, unless something disastrous strikes – is going to make the NCAA tournament probably. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still, I mean, and it, it, you still want to see what they do in conference play because it, the, the problem last year, and maybe they've cleaned this part up, is that they were kind of dropping, they were kind of playing to the competition, right? They, um, could, they could beat the teams um, that they're not supposed to beat, yeah. and that, that's what gave them a chance for the tournament, but then they would kind of drop some of those other games. So maybe if you, if you just patch up that part of the yeah. problem, they would have been an NCAA tournament th- team this year. So far, it's, it, you know, it, yeah. it's done. And, this, and obviously, this is a bit of a different team than last year, too, with some of the personnel they have, but um, it... it if you want, if you want to feel some sort of excitement for Nebraska athletics, I'd urge you to go to one of those games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and a big crowd yesterday because they were honoring the volleyball team, national runner-up. So there was a good crowd anyway. And John Cook spoke. Uh, but it's something you should go to if even if you're not uh, honoring the volleyball team. They're a good basketball team, and they're fun to watch right now. It's, uh, I mean, they, they that was a game where they were a little bit tested. I think down at half to Drake, uh, and then just dominated it late. I mean, they've got enough weapons where this team will be in, I would think, most games that they play in uh, this year. So, Husker women, good for them. Uh, let's get to break and come back with more. Uh, no Tanya Taki today. She's stuck in an airport. I, I, I'd hope to talk to her one final time. Maybe we'll get her on tomorrow yeah. to talk a little Husker volleyball, but we can certainly do that uh, here from the studio. We'll talk about that and, and other things on Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. 